Hi, I'm Jane Hilsden, marketing consultant and founder of the How To Do Marketing Academy, as well as small business marketing agency, Dragonfly Marketing. Welcome to this episode of the How To Do Marketing Show, a no-nonsense podcast about marketing for small business. It's my mission to put marketing on the agenda for every regionally-based small business in Australia. Why? Because I know that when marketing is done properly, it can help your business grow. The How To Do Marketing Show is a podcast just for you and your small business. Bursting with marketing insight and information, this show will be a fabulous resource to help you know all there is to know about the topic of marketing for small business. Did you know that in Australia, over 13 million people have one or more chronic long-term eye conditions? I say that as I've just literally pushed my glasses down onto my head to be able to read my notes here. But also, over 575,000 are blind or vision impaired. And, like, this is just in Australia alone. One in 12 men have colour blindness and one in 200 women. Plus, another beautiful benefit of ageing, of which I am now experiencing, um, will mean that anywhere from your 40s, you'll start to experience contrast sensitivity, which is how easily or I guess how um, difficult it is for you to be able to see contrast. So I didn't even know that that was a thing. Catherine Collins is a graphic designer who specialises in the creation of accessible documents so that people who do have a vision or even a hearing impediment are able to access these documents as well as those people who don't have this impediment. And, look, I'm embarrassed to say that it wasn't until I met Catherine when she came to me for a marketing consultation that I had actually spent a lot of thought to making marketing documents themselves more more accessible. One thing I had noticed, though, recently, more and more inclusively-minded businesses are including image descriptions with their Instagram captions. Um, You might have seen them. Like they they write the caption and then down the bottom it will say image and it will say, you know, um, girl holding a yellow flower. The girl is dressed in pink clothes and is looking like she's, you know, very happy or something along the lines of that. And I've looked at those and thought, oh, gosh, that's so considerate. I should do that. But then the thought, you know, became a little bit overwhelming as I envisaged the extra time that that would then take me to do that. And then I worried that I might not be able to commit to the consistency of that decision. And I parked it. In our chat, Catherine mentions that it's easy to get overwhelmed with the idea of making all of your communications accessible. And this is sometimes enough to have people placing it in the too hard basket, just like I did. But after reading those statistics, it extends the decision from that of an ethical one to one of extreme practicality. Like just how many people are you turning away because your communications cannot be accessed? 
And it doesn't have to be hard to at least start embracing this. There are small things that we can do that can make a big difference. So I do hope that you have a pen and a paper ready to jot down some ideas about how you might be able to start including this in your approach to your communications. So I've started off my conversation with Catherine by just asking her how she came to be a specialist in document accessibility and why she's so passionate about this space. Well, okay, so I originally come from a free press and print production background. So slightly, yeah, quite diff. Well, kind of same thing. Can I start again, please? <laughs> Don't judge your answers. Just flow with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ask the question again. I'm just going to start again. Yeah, that's fine. So, Catherine, can you please share how you came to specialise in document accessibility and why is it that you're so passionate about this space? Okay, so I originally came from a pre-press and pink print background and I worked my way through various areas, so like starting off like right at the start when um, it, doing lithography, then eventually moved into graphic design and then went through sort of sales, account management and through production coordinating. Uh, so, yeah, I was doing that for quite a number of years. Then I, on the side, I got into, I started volunteering for a charity and then it sort of just the way my headspace was that I just really wanted to start giving back. Uh, so that led me into the world of not-for-profits. Um, I was then very lucky. I scored a role with like, this brilliant charity, had a great team, uh, and it was part of that role that I got into document accessibility, sort right. of thrown in the deep end. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was kind of like an organic transition that, that um, your career followed, I guess, but, mm. but obviously came from a place of, um, great intentions because you kind of wanted to, to give back and move into that space where you could help out. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, before I met you, I didn't even think about document accessibility. Like that, mm-hmm. that was just not something, like I think I've probably seen um, little bits on, you know, social media about making social posts, you know, accessible and all of that sort of stuff. But but I didn't really think about it. And I'm embarrassed about that, you know, because, I, you know, I should be. But just in case there are other listeners out there, can you explain in a nutshell, what what is document accessibility? And and even if you could just give some really good examples of, of how it's used, because I imagine that obviously you're seeing that quite mm. a bit. So good question. And first, let me say, like, don't don't be embarrassed. Like, it, it's quite. It's it's something that's it's been the too hard basket for a lot of people, and so more it's gaining more and more traction as the years go by. Yeah. Um, but look, in short, it's it's a document that's accessible and it's usable by everyone, um, whether that's by people with sight or that use screen readers. Yeah. So it's a document that can be navigated and read easily. You can, it's, it's got clear visuals. Yeah. So it's like, you know, high contrast. It's got a logical layout that's easy to understand. Uh, but there's also a lot of features built in the back ends that work really well with the screen readers 
to to announce things that are in the document. It's like a verbal visual of what's on a page where we'd scan a page and sort of say, oh, yeah, there's headings there, there's lists, there's all, all that. This yeah. announces it so the person that can't see it gets a good idea. Got it. So, like, for example, where, what kind of documents are being so accessible? Any, oh, there's reports. A good one, one I always um, find interesting is, like, annual reports. Yes. So especially for annual reports in the disability sector, yeah. that's, that's a big thing because you want to be doing breast practice. Yeah. Um, and give you some examples that kind of bring it closer to home and also drive home the fact that accessibility, while it helps people with a disability or that are neurodivergent and that prefer to get the content in different ways, yeah. it also helps everyone. So say how many times have you, like, you've been out to dinner with a few friends and you get given the menu and, like, it might be, you know, the nice small little writing, pretty colours, things like that. But if you combine that with low light, it sometimes can be really difficult to see. Yeah. Um, and then people are getting out their phones, like, either to use as a light. I've even seen some people use as a magnifier mm. so that they can read what's on the menu. Yeah. So that's not a good example. Um, another one is so reading my son a book before bed. Yeah. Um, got you know one of his favourite books. It's got yellow writing on a white background. Yeah. Again, very. Look, these are very, you know, very basic examples, but it's an example nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably the thing with with seeing examples of it, um, you. Tend not it, you tend not to see too many examples because the ideal accessible document is the one document that everybody can use. Yeah. So it's it's designed so yeah, it's it's one document. People say the same thing, but there is a lot of back end functionality that's built in besides the clear visuals that suit everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you mentioned something before. You said there's a lot of people that put it in the too hard basket. Mm. Why do you think that is? Uh, it can be overwhelming. Like the scope of this is can be phenomenal. And the more, the further down the track an organisation is, there's just so much more content to think of and just where to start. Mm. Um it's, I think, you know, the headspace, get the headspace that you're going to go in that direction. Um, but it, 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 can, it just can be so overwhelming. Yeah, for people. Opening, opening and, Pandora's box kind of yeah. thing. And the return, and it's also justification of the return on investment. Yeah. So if you're implementing this at the back end, yeah. it is a lot more, it's, it's a lot more time, energy, and resources, yeah, um, and let's face it, money, yeah, to implement it than if you do it at the start. So there's a lot of things to juggle. Um, yeah. So, so I guess what you're saying there is, like, say for example, if a if an organisation went, okay, we've got to embrace this accessibility piece. Uh, annual report will be an accessible document, you know, for FY twenty twenty two twenty three whatever. Um, but then their thinking goes to, but hang on, if that 
that's an accessible document, then there might be an assumption or an ex- expectation that every document will then be accessible. Mm-hmm. And then where does that scope begin and end? Um, is there is there like, do we go back and retrospectively do it? Do, is it just external documents? Is it internal documents? Like, is that the kind of overwhelm that people are, are looking at? Possibly, yes. So, I, I mean, I, I always think... At least, if nothing else, your external-facing documents and anything, anything that's uploaded onto a website should be accessible. Like they're they standards that also covers the website, but that's a whole other story. Um, but documents that are uploaded for people should always be accessible. Um, for if there's people in the organisation that have it that use assistive technology that's always a good driving force on bringing an internal yeah uh yeah it's it, it it is it can it can be massive but the 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 one thing that is just the fundamental thing is just embedded in the start yeah yeah i um as far i was listening to a podcast um i think it was uh greg McEwen interviewing dan heath talking about his book upstream and the concept of your if you sort things at the start yeah it is just so much easier moving forward like yeah. you, you you address the problem you sort it out at the start yeah and then that's it's so much easier which i guess for startups that's that's a solid piece of advice but there's mm. a lot of organizations i mm. imagine and a lot of people who are listening to this where they've already got <laughs> A bit like you can't turn back time. So mm. I guess at that point, um, it's just start somewhere, you know, yes. start start somewhere and I guess don't have the expectation that you have to have, you know, Rome built in a day mm. that, you know, this is this is a gradual. Mm. And like from a marketing point of view, I think you can be quite transparent about that. Oh. You know, we're working on, um, you know, transitioning and making our documents more accessible yeah, for for a while, not everything <laughs> might 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 not be accessible, but we're we're getting that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, and that was actually one question I was just going to ask you there because you mentioned websites because I was wondering. So it sounds like like you're referring mostly to documents. So as mm-hmm. you said, stuff that's uploaded to the website, financial you know financial statements and annual mm-hmm. reports and downloadables and you know e guides and and you mentioned that you're primarily doing this within the disability sector, which makes sense because they're obviously hyper aware of that as, as you know, their target audience, et cetera. Um, but as you said, like, we should all be doing this. This, this shouldn't just be left to, to the disability sector. Um, but in terms of that digital piece, so because as I mentioned before, like I see on Instagram that that there's a lot of um, image descriptions or, or like descriptors that go in the captions that say mm. in the image this is happening, which I imagine is for those um, readers. Mm. Um, and I know um, a little bit for, about um, websites that there, there can be um, functionality embedded in there that kind of allows people to be able to, I guess, increase the size of fonts and, mm. and those sorts of things. Do you work on that side as well, or is that like a completely different kettle of fish? I so the, the functionality that's dropped into that's in the document it 
works with the screen readers. It, it, it works so if it's viewed on the screen that the magnifiers can access it, uh, you know, it, it, that it works with technology. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm, not doing web, I'm not doing website as much, but the guidelines that the documents follow is the same guidelines as what websites follow. Got it. Um, so there's so things that um, sort of to bring uh, to bring the two together. So with with headings, um, making sure that documents are set up with headings that that they're going to follow a logical order. Yeah, they're structured similarly, but they are tagged in the back ends so that the screen readers can access it. So Got on. That's that's all set up on websites, but then at the same time, so when you're looking at um, documents, say in Word, something like that, that the ribbon up the top that you see, the styles ribbon up the top in Word, hmm. that has styles, all those built-in styles that people sort of go, oh, I just don't use or, you know, it's I'm just, you know, do their own thing. Yeah. That's all got the styles built in that works with screen readers. So... There's just there's tips that people can implement on a daily basis, whether or not it's website, whether or not it's document. Yeah. That just uh, you know they're doing accessibility without really doing it. Yeah, got or it. Or thinking, having to think too much about it. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Is there like out of interest? Is there like some universal guidelines or something that like so if, if someone's listening today and goes do you know what, I just want to start that journey and, like, do what I can for now. Mm-hmm. Is, is there something like universal guidelines? I mean, you you published a great tip the other day in your newsletter about using sans-serif font, mm-hmm. you know, the font without mm-hmm. the little curly bits for, for mm-hmm. those who, <laughs> who don't know the difference between sans-serif and serif, um, which I was like, oh, okay, yep, makes sense, did not know, but what a great tip. Mm. Is there is there like a, a resource of those or yes? So look, there's a there's the web con, web content accessibility guidelines or WCAG. Uh-huh. But that's a quite a comprehensive list of everything, and that is that is designed for web. But as mentioned, because documents can be uploaded onto the web, it also covers documents. Got it. So yeah. that is a rather comprehensive list. But cool. I mean Google. Google what, you know, basically Google is a wealth of information. There can sometimes be too much information. Yeah. Uh, That's true. <laughs> but what did you call it? What was that if someone so, Googles? So WCAG, W-C-A-G, uh, that, that would bring it up. But it's the world, hang on, oh, Website Content Accessibility Guidelines. I might just drop a lot, uh, note in the show notes there. Website access. Hang on. Website access capability guidelines. No, it's the, it's the <laughs> <laughs> web content accessibility guidelines. Web content accessibility guidelines. Okay, then, listeners, if you're completely confused, don't worry. I'll put a link to that um, in, in the, the show notes. That's great. Okay, so in your opinion, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see organisations make when it comes to creating or attempting, I guess, to create these accessible documents and, and marketing material in particular? Okay, so probably first and foremost, again, not implementing at the start. Yeah. Um, retrofitting, you know, 
is is ties time and cost, and especially when you're sort of faced with deadlines and it's like, all right, I need to get this report out. Oh, and now I need to tick the box yeah. to make it accessible. So yeah. that's yeah. that's probably one thing. Um, there's probably not getting help when needed yeah. and you get someone in that knows how to do it. It's sort of just can take over, go, yep, might need to make a few tweaks yeah. and then get it out. Yeah. Um, Probably one is not not appreciating it. It's probably coming just from not knowing. It's not realizing that your audience might be far wider than you anticipate, or that their needs aren't the same. Everyone prefers to take you know take things in differently. Yeah. Um, and, and even one, so say with disability, there's three different types of disabilities. So there's your permanent. Yeah. Certainly obvious. Um, your temporary, which might be like I've, you know, lost my hearing or I've had an operation or Ooh, something yeah. goes for a while. Yeah. But then you've also got situational. So say if you're trying to read your phone on a bright sunny day, sometimes you can't see what's on the screen. Yeah. Or if you're, you know, don't have your headphones, you're on a quiet train and you can't watch a video, um, so that's where, say, captions would come in or having a transcript of, like, there's all, yes. there's so many things to consider and this is where it does get overwhelming to go, like, the scope is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably another one and slightly off, sort of slightly off topic, but including, not including imagery that represents people with disabilities in their organisation, organisational material or the websites. Yes. Um, yeah, it's just if people, you know, if, if people don't see themselves yeah. in what's being put forward, there's less, there might be less take up. Yeah. It. So, and it's just include, you know, it's inclusive. It's inclusive, yeah. And, mm. and that's right, you don't want to make people feel excluded. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you've talked about um, including imagery and and people, um, and that goes for video, I guess, as, as well, so that people can identify um, with the people that you're using within your marketing and your mm-hmm. and your communication touch points. And you've talked about the um, importance of, I guess, considering. Uh, the different types of, of disability, because I think that's where your target market expands is, yeah, like mm-hmm. what about all the people who are not don't have the permanent disability but have just mm-hmm. had the eye operation or, mm-hmm. the, you know, whatever whatever um, whatever might cause a temporary blindness or, or whatever. What about for, for other marketing touch points? Is there anything else that we need to be considering to make these touch points more accessible? Uh, one, say if you're having, and this might throw a, uh, this might throw a spanner in the works, well, not spanner in the works, but, (laughs) um, create a bit more work, um, providing transcripts on podcasts. Yes. Things like that. And say if you're doing a video captioning or podcasts or just giving, just giving a few options. Yes. On how to convey your information. Yes. Yes, yeah, that's that's really true. And I 
have all have have always seen transcripts as something that's an SEO consideration, mm. Mm. Um, as opposed to making that more accessible to people who perhaps can't hear. Mm. Never thought of that. What a great, mm. great, great tip. And for anyone who's looking to transcribe, I mean it. It's it's not extra work if you pay for. It. Yeah, <laughs> and and fortunately, there's there there are some good tools. Like when I do get transcripts done, um, I use a, a software called Rev.com. You you do have to pay for it. I just pay for the um the AI version, the artificial mm. intelligence version that just you know obviously has a computer reading it, um, and it's pretty accurate. Like it's 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 very accurate. Um, but what I find is that I do actually have to have a human set of eyes then go in and make that um, uh, flowable, if that's a word, in mm-hmm. terms of a conversation because there's lots of, um, you know, just like this, ums and ahs and, you know, so it's spoken, you can, it, the, the transcript is written as the spoken word, which mm-hmm. is not pleasant to read. <laughs> so that so that kind of, so, so it does actually, so I get my daughter to then, you know, it's and, and these tra- because these interviews are an hour long, that takes a long time. Mm-hmm. So, so if it's not time that you're spending, it's mm. it's money or it's money and time. So it, it is a little bit, but it also does have the added benefit of SEO. So you've got two reasons there to invest mm. in transcripting now. Um, Just yeah. quickly on one, one thing on SEO. Yeah. So the other thing with, and this more for websites, um, so the whole thing with SEO and alt text, so alternative text. Yes. So in the accessibility world, alt text is, you know, a short, concise description of what's in the image. Yes. So and even say, you know, like when I've done my own website, um, just sort of grappling like I've got friends that have told me about the whole SEO, which is, you know, relatively new to me. Yeah. Um, and going, well, you have to have this and you have to have this. But then the accessibility side is going, well, hang on a sec, you're not describing what's in the image for people. You're more just ticking the boxes on how to get people to jump in. So it can be a fine line on how you incorporate the two. Yes. But, again, you don't want too, too long a, you know, too long an alt text as well. Yeah. So yeah. that's just another consideration. Yeah, so it's a balance. But, look, I think I feel like the whole website um inclusion is a balance so this is you know the best practice I think for anything that you're looking at in terms of website content is to design it for people so if that alt text is I mean if that alt text is designed for people and to make that image more accessible then write it for people don't worry about Mm. google um, because the, the keywords will come, you know, the, there, there will be enough cook, and there's there's other things that Google's looking at in terms of how pe- how long people are staying on your site, and if mm-hmm. someone obviously can't access information on your site, well, of course they're going to bounce straight back off again. Mm-hmm. So so it's not just the keywords that Google's looking at in that space. There's mm-hmm. there's other considerables, um, but even with your writing style and um, or in terms of your blogging and your page and those sorts of things, like keywords are important. I mean, I I think your point around putting that when you were saying you know put headings in put subheadings in make the make the information flow like that again as you said that just makes it easier for everybody to to digest and to be able to access because none of us have the time or the patience to sit there and sift through 
waffle or like blocks and blocks and blocks of of text. So a lot of this is best practice, as you said, to to really make sure that you're making your content accessible for everyone. Cool. Now, as a business owner yourself, talk to me about your marketing. What what works for you when it comes to marketing? Well, um, meetings with you, that's for sure. (laughs) Oh, I've paid her a lot of money to say that. <laughs> so before you came along, um, look for me, it's been word of mouth. Yes. Um, I, you know, I sort of hit the ground running a few years ago and and it's just things have built and it is purely by word of mouth. Uh, but I think for me, because I've come from I've been both client side and production side. Yes through my career so it's given me a good understanding of number one how things work how to make things happen by when they need to happen um but also what clients need and like just keeping people up to date and delivering on time doing what you say you're going to do when you're going to do it kind of thing um so look to me that's that has always been my driving force to provide a good service for people. Yes. Um, but, yeah, now branching out into the whole newsletter and and the blog, it's, you know, I, I'm really loving it because it's also getting awareness out there that people, like, oh, look, there's so much out there. There's yeah. so many articles if you want to get on Google. Just there is so much to read. I'm just hoping to give people I know a little bit of snippets that you can action easily yes and just make it just get the process it's a journey but you, you've got to start somewhere yeah yeah totally and I'm going to give your newsletter a little shout out there because you have just launched it um and I got the first edition in my inbox yesterday which and I just loved it it's succinct um there was a really good tip in there around the 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 serif sans serif and and I think that's you know when when you're giving people actionable easy to digest tips that they can talk you know take away mm. that's so helpful um so I would say if you are looking to learn more about this space and not feel so overwhelmed because like I think to your point with Google sometimes when we start to Google things like a client said to me the other day um Oh, I I just get so confused with all the advice that you know all the pe- all the advice that's on Instagram you know all the marketers all the advice all the social media you know which and it's so true like there's so much and one person's telling you to do this and the other person's telling you to do this and at some point you just kind of have to pick a source of truth yeah. and just trust that source and that's not to say that you don't go and get you know other perspectives but you can't really just try and and, and follow all the people because that's when it becomes overwhelming. So I'm going to put a shout out to you there and say if if you want to start, just start with Catherine. <laughs> She'll be able to put to set you on the right track. Um, now, if listeners do actually want to subscribe to this email or come and follow you on social web or check out your website, tell us oh. tell us all your your details. So I'm at and here get get the uh, get the pen out. It's um, KC and the Graphics Bandwagon dot com dot au. We like we like a long email. Um, I'm on Insta. I'm at KC and the Graphics Bandwagon, and then there's links to LinkedIn, 
And on the website, there is a link to sign up to the newsletter as well. Awesome. I'll yes. put all of those those details in the show notes so people can just click straight through if that's the uh, if they do want to to get in touch. Thank you, Catherine. Really, really. Oh, yeah, you, you're pointing at me. You've got something else to say. I, I was actually just going to give the listeners as well yeah. uh, one little tip, which everyone yes. can access. Great. This is more for the for the word word users, but for um, yeah. our office users. Yeah. There is actually an inbuilt accessibility checker within oh. Office. And you can have it, especially in the later versions, you can actually have it running while you're working and it will tell you if there's any issues and then it will tell you on how to fix those issues if they come up. But you literally can do this yourself quite easily. So it might be a little bit of learning curve to get used to it, but it's just there's my tip. Oh, my God, I love it. And I think I know what you mean. I think it's the newer version of Microsoft. It, it reviews your document for grammar, conciseness, spelling, and I think I have seen accessibility. That that's I think that that part's a bit different, but th- this is more say on the you know on the structural side. But well, where do we go into? Is that do you know where we do we just go into? Because that's under review. I know I get all of that stuff under review. Yeah, no. So this is a, if you go to file and yes. then info, and yeah. then check for issues, and then there's got an ex- you go down and says check accessibility. Okay, so file check info. I haven't got that file one. in. So info. File info. Yes, but I'm on a Mac. Are you on a Mac? No, PC. Oh, but it, it, look, it, it will be in there. Yes, I might Google it and I might even just put the instructions to that in the show yeah. notes as well. Yeah. And yeah. That, that is just one starting point. Yeah. You can do it every day. Right. Great hack. Great tip. Lots of great tips in there, Catherine. Really, really appreciate your insight. Thanks so much for for joining me. And thanks for having me. Great to chat. Thanks so much for listening to yet another episode of the How To Do Marketing Show. I really do enjoy bringing you these episodes and hope that you do get a lot from them. Now, if you would like to receive even more marketing musings from myself, then be sure to head to howtodomarketing.com.au and subscribe to our email. You can also head to our Instagram at howtodomarketingacademy.com and click on the link on our bio to subscribe to the Friday Five. Each week, I send out five marketing bites that are designed to make marketing so much easier for small businesses. It gets delivered straight to your inbox. It's a nice, easy read. I get loads of positive feedback on it from people saying that they love getting this little burst of marketing goodness into their into their inbox each Friday. So if you'd like to get that too, head to howtodomarketing.com.au or head to our Instagram at howtodomarketingacademy and click on the link on our bio. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 